Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. I'm not sick and tired, though I am very cold. And <laughs> I cannot wait for the sun to come out and I have to stop swallowing my vitamin D. Um, Faggy, you and I were talking about our vitamin D levels just before the show. Okay, I think that you're way too cooped up. And we need to see the sun and we need to take D3. This is the Healthy You Healthy Show. Um, Adel Kozulski with me is Faggy. And we are going to have kind of a free flow today, but on a topic that is probably as big as, um, I guess it's Table Mountain, and that's anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. It's kind of a word that we we have all the time. And, um, you know, if you're not anxious, you get anxious. Why are you not anxious? Because the majority of people are, are walking around with some type of anxiety. Never mind being a mother, walking around with anxiety all day. And guilt. We, we, we schmaltz it with guilt. We schmaltz it with guilt. Maybe the anxiety is really from the guilt. Exactly. And we're going to like try to turn this upside down and inside out and look at it from a much deeper cause. Our guest today, if you've been on the show before, is Arielle Crook. She's an alternative therapy practitioner based in Joburg. She's a certified emotion code and body code practitioner. And she combines this with a Torah-based energy healing training under Rabbi Ben-Sion Bar-Ami of the National Institute of Holistic Health and Healing. So if you have any questions, 34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram number. Good morning, Ariel. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. It's such an honor to be here. Okay. Well, I believe that our, our coming together came from a story, Faggy. Yes. Uh, I was having a session with Ariel the other day and um, always an amazing session. And we were speaking about anxiety. We actually were discussing about children and anxiety and understanding where, they, where the anxiety is coming from. And it was just such an eye-opener to understand that it's just not what we see. And there's so much more to it. There's so, there's so much depth to understanding anxiety and where the anxiety comes from, um, you know, what a child witnesses, obviously, and what their subconscious and their, what they absorb from their surroundings. So I said to Ariel, we have to have a show on this. We have to understand what anxiety actually is and give our listeners out there more of an understanding of how we can deal with our anxiety and deal with our children's anxiety um, and kind of just give it a different perspective and not to just say, oh, I'm anxious. Let's just pop that pill. So Ariel, very excited to hear what you have to say. It's such an interesting topic. I think because, as you say, like it's so prolific. We all, we all resonate with that feeling of anxious, anxiousness, anxiety. Oh, I'm anxious about this. I'm, I have so much anxiety about this. My kid is anxious. Everyone's anxious. And I get so weary when that word comes up, especially just from the work that I do. Um, when we do an emotion code session, we go in and we pick up what are the emotional blockages stuck in the body that are underlying any issue that you're experiencing? Could be emotional issues, could be physical issues, could be relationship issues. And I'm always surprised how many people come to me because they or their kids or their spouses or whoever in their family is experiencing intense anxiety and that particular emotion seldomly comes through as an actual emotional energy stuck in the body. And so... I always just find it such an interesting phenomenon that when we experience 
when we experience an emotional stress, we're very quick to label it anxiety. And my questioning to my clients and to people I speak with is, are you sure it's that? We we like to put things in neat little boxes. We were speaking before the show how, you know, women are fixers and we like to fix and we like to dive in and make things right and put it all into order and the world will be well. And I think the step before that is because I think we put things in categories very quickly before we question what category it needs to be in. And so labeling something as, oh, this is anxiety, my next my next prompt to people is, are you sure? It might not be. So I do no, think that that's an interesting you, conversation to have. Anxiety is a set, could we say that anxiety is a set of emotions, of, of, of dis-ease, of us feeling very vulnerable to our world. And so we just labeled it anxiety. Then we start trying to either control it or we're trying, we'll take a tablet to shut it down and our body is really talking to us. Amazing. So in, in Yiddishkeit, in Torah, it says that man is or should be a melech. And what is that? It stands for mem, moach, which is mind, lamed, lev, heart, emotion, and kavet, which is the liver, which encompasses our physical bodies. We are melech. We're not just our emotions in one moment or just our physical bodies in one moment. In every single moment of every single day, there's a constant interaction, a constant intercommunication between all of us, all at once. And that then displays in certain behavior, certain emotions, certain. So, yes, something can happen. I can have a thought, an external stimulus in my life. It creates a stress in my body. And my mind will automatically label that as what I'm used to labeling it. So if I'm not centered, if I'm not in touch with what it is I'm really feeling in a moment or what something has triggered within me, my brain is going to look for those answers because I'm asking the question. So it's going to look in the outside world and go, oh, what is that? What is going on? If the world outside of me is saying, this is anxiety, everybody's anxious, then I'm going to look at my kid, I'm going to look at myself, I'm going to look at my spouse and go, oh, they're experiencing anxiety, and then we go head on and tackle anxiety, when it might not always be the issue. Remember, if we are body, live, mind, it could be misalignment in the physical structure of your body, it could be lack of nutrients, it could be some physical imbalance going on that is then creating stress in the body that is generating a certain emotion or group of emotions our emotions also by the way never happen in isolation whenever one emotion comes up it's always surrounded by all the other energies that are also showing up for me and then my mind plays probably the biggest role is what is the meaning i attribute to the sensation to this event that's happening in my world in my mind whatever i'm i'm always attributing meaning and I think, I think often the issue is we don't question the meaning that I have assigned to this thing. And then it spirals, like you say, spirals, spirals into other emotions, physio- physiological responses and stresses. We're talking about anxiety. Is it really anxiety or is it really something far more complex? If you'd like to ask a question, um, to Ariel34519 is our SMS line. 0618951019 is our telegram number. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern.
We're speaking to Ariel, who is an emotion code uh, specialist and practitioner, and we're talking about anxiety. Perhaps can we turn the conversation and ask about trauma? Because we've discussed trauma a lot on our show. And, and that too, I think it, it's kind of almost, almost synonymous with, with, with anxiety. I have trauma. I had trauma. And so now I'm anxious. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, and, you know, what is it really on a deeper level? Most people still today associate trauma with, um, you know, I'm in the killing fields of Vietnam when truthfully mm-hmm. just getting in the car and going to school could <laughs> can be pretty traumatic. Adel, if I can just add that also is like to kind of simplify it. It's not only trauma, it's also an experience that you've had. Mm-hmm. So if it's not like such a traumatic experience, but it is an experience that is kind of trapped in your body, that too can create that anxiety. Mm, you're talking my love language because my husband always laughs at me that I call everything a trauma. <laughs> <laughs> To me, a trauma, a trauma is a stress that gets stuck in the body and causes imbalance, causes disorder, disrupts the processes, and then shows up in different ways, shows up in, you know, my getting triggered by seemingly arbitrary things or whatever it might be. So trauma is, trauma is definitely a, a, a very deep interest of mine. I think I think in order to tackle these things, it's important to go back to basics and question what are emotions in the first place? So according to the emotion code, the body code, just like everything that exists in this world, it's all energy. Light is energy. Colors are energy. Sounds are energy. This chair you're sitting on, it's all energy. And they are they're packaged together in a certain way that we perceive them in different ways. So it's energetic frequent vibrations what am i trying to say here they're vibrating at different frequencies that i experience them differently and emotions are exactly the same so if i have these energies in my body what are they what are they there for why why was anxiety created if everything exists in the world it means hashem created it for a purpose and so when i experience any emotion any sensation essentially it is a communication from my body to tell me something and what I think we quickly try and do, which is why they get stuck in the body is we try and suppress them. We try and stop them in a straight. We interrupt the emotional process instead of stopping and questioning and trying to gain some deeper understanding into why am I feeling this way? Why am I responding to the, to an event this way? Why am I looking at my kid and feeling panicked that they're feeling anxious at school and responding this way? So, these energies exist to communicate something to me, to give me direction. Um, I know that was a little bit of a roundabout way to discuss trauma, but yeah, I'd say perhaps you can get a little bit more sp- specific in terms of what about trauma are we trying to understand? Well, you know, I, I think the way you're describing it like really makes a lot of sense. The world is energetic. We're, we're very physical people, right? And I think for a very long time now, and particularly in the 21st century, because we are so um, advanced in our technological development and everything, we tend to walk around with what you see is what you get. And we label everything and put everything in boxes. And I think that there's been a tremendous amount of denying of uh, in a human being of this emotion. Emotion is very, very scary. And what we do do, uh, and I, I, I talk for myself and I, I see it around the world is that, that when we are triggered, we tend to go and say, okay, well, this is inappropriate right now. 
what what is my husband going to think? What are my children going to think? Or, you know, what am I going to think about myself? And we shove it down. And so God keeps on knocking the door and we keep on getting triggered and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then we have full-blown trauma, anxiety. We can't cope with life. We're so overwhelmed. And the question is, maybe to you, is how do, how do I, in a safe way, go back and say, okay, I, I don't want to live like this anymore. I actually want to to find out what it is that my body is telling me or my environment is telling me or this experience is telling me. How does one go about it in a safe way? Because it really feels unsafe out there. You know, there's just so much going on that you just, you feel so vulnerable. The best way is to either shut it up or take a tablet or ignore it, you know, or do any of those other things other than saying, let me actually ask myself what is going on. You've answered your own question. That is exactly what we're meant. <laughs> that is exactly what we're meant to be doing, right? If if something is showing up for me so intensely, and for some people it is an intense emotional experience like anxiety, then the next person they can't relate to anxiety. They can relate to debilitating back pain or knee issues, or it shows up for us very different, very differently, and. You know, when I say you, you, you've answered your own question is that is exactly what we're meant to be doing is in those moments, in those moments to try and tap back into myself and ask those questions. I recognize that my body is trying to tell me something. What is it trying to tell me? And it might mean just stepping back a little bit, taking a few breaths, quieting everything. You know, there's, there is no healing. There is no access to insight, to intuition, to your internal wellspring of, you know, we, we are neshamas, that the information is there, which is why it's showing up in symptoms. I'm not hearing it in other ways. I'm not seeing what I'm meant to be doing in this world, in this moment with this person. And so my body is going to be the vehicle that speaks to me. So if I'm not hearing it in the you know, the physical elements I'm experiencing, it's going to find a different avenue until I actually do listen to it. So the question for each of us to ask is, ah, I am feeling this. Is this really what I'm feeling? And then try and break that down. I'm not actually feeling anxious. I'm actually feeling quite fearful. I'm not actually feeling fearful. I'm feeling unsupported. I'm feeling resentment. I'm feeling, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling unworthy. You know, in the motion code, there's a chart that we use that has 60 negative emotions. This is excluding all the positive things that we feel. 60, 60. You know, I, I think it's, we, we, we tend to short circuit. We short circuit and go, I'm feeling this. And then I get stuck in it and I get stuck in it because I've gone the wrong strategy. And no, no, no. Before you label it, go in and try and Try and connect to what I'm feeling. My body is trying to tell me something. What am I feeling? What is it trying to tell me? Is it slow down? Is it I need to connect? Is it the answers come to you? They come to you when you when you quiet the body down, when you quiet the body down, when you relax everything, when there's tension, it prevents the flow, prevents your body from doing what it needs to do, including mind, heart, your physiology. They're all working together. But if there's tension, I'm actually, I'm suffocating myself. And so I'm not going to get to what am I meant to do in this moment? How am I meant to deal with this? And I think we then, we then layer and compound and compound with other emotions when I don't know how to control what I'm feeling or why I'm responding this way. And so often we go medicate. 
because I need to gain some sort of composure in my life. I think so, it's so interesting, but like it's, it's quite different between adults and children, you know, like for a child to be holding so many strong, deep emotions that they, where do they come from? How does a six-year-old or a seven-year-old have so much like being held inside their bodies that they don't know how to cope? Mm-hmm. And we look at that, them sometimes and think, how is it that this little human is feeling so much? It doesn't make sense. I love working with kids because they are so raw. When there's an emotion, it is amplified. When there's a physical thing, it is amplified, right? They are literally holding up a mirror to us saying, you know, without going too deep into it, I know there's, it's not the right forum for this, but sometimes there are inherited energies that show up in them in order for everybody to receive the healing. So a lot of mommies and daddies show up to me, their kids are experienced X, Y, and Z, but it's, it's mostly because there are other family members who need the healing. They would never show up to me if it wasn't for their kid experiencing it because we we know how to trudge through life and just get on with it. But when it's our kids, you know, it, it, it it's much more wounding for us to see them in pain. And so the healing usually has to come through them. So sometimes it's inherited stuff that everybody else needs their healing. What I also see a lot is our kids are our mirrors. It's sometimes, you know, that whole, that whole concept of a prisoner cannot release himself from his own prison. And our kids are often there to save us. And we, we respond badly to them. They're having a tantrum. What do I do? I scream at them or I march away or I whatever, respond in my own tantrum. Um, but really they're often holding up a mirror to us for us to look at what is it bringing up in me in this moment that I need to look at, that I need to heal. In, in Hebrew or in Torah, I guess, um, healing is translated as tikkun. We all call it rectification. Oh, we're here to rectify the world. We're here to fix the world. And I think it's, I think it's inaccurate. We're actually here to heal. We're here to heal things. So yeah, it's, it, kids are very interesting. And I think it, it takes a lot of gavura. It takes a lot of self-restraint in those moments or in those pockets of time when our kids are going through something difficult. For us to stop and say, ah, are they triggering something in me? What am I experiencing through their experience? Because maybe they're holding up a mirror to me so that I can look at myself, which is very hard to do. (laughs) So hard to do. Uh, It is very hard. And I was listening to another podcast last night that uh, I've shared with both of you where, um, you know, a, 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 a healer in Israel, which which has done similar work to you, you know, went and said, for example, she had a mother come in, and she didn't want the daughter to know that she had come in, but she had come in for the on behalf of a daughter, and she said she's really, really um, nervous because her daughter looks like she's starting to become an anorexic. At nine years old, she decided that she doesn't want to eat, you know, she's too fat and whatever have you. And the healer looked at the mother. The mother was, was, was thin and, you know, didn't look like she had any, any like eating disorder. She looked at the daughter and then when she actually, when she actually like connected with the woman, she said, this is not about the daughter. It is about you. Your daughter is holding up a mirror to you. And did you have issues with food? And at the when, same age. At the, at the same age. And really that's, that's what came out was that this woman at nine went through all of those experiences. And I, I think that 
while we like Tread Quathing saying about inherited trauma, it's becoming more and more understood. And particularly I've heard a lot of podcasts um of, of, of people that saying particularly the Jewish people have inherited trauma. Like mm-hmm. I, I recognize within myself that I'm 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 kind of like a bit of a wandering Jew, right? I'm always worried like do I have a, an out? Is it the possibility that I can run away? You know, if I do, where can I go? Do I have some money stashed here? And it's not it's not an obsessive thing. Where did I get that from? Like some I people have a fear of being stuck. Where is that fear of feeling stuck from? You know, so I definitely think that we've we've inherited, you know, vibrational energy, if you want to put it that way, from our parents, our grandparents down down the family system and, and we're living out of those and I'm putting it in inverted commas, those anxieties, those traumas. Exactly. You know, it's so cool. It's so cool to be in this in this period of time because as as all these alternative therapies have exploded, they've become more not that they've developed now, they've become more commonplace and people are more open to to approaching them. Um mm-hmm. science, the scientific inquiry behind all these things is also playing out and it is so wonderful to see by the way you go back into the into torah and you see oh this we we knew this this is our heritage we knew this thousands of years ago it's all just coming it's coming together now so you know this whole concept of traumas being passed down through the generations there's a scientific study called epigenetics which is trauma energy being passed down you know, it's so it's so beautiful. Torah is just it's so timeless. It's so it's so um it, it really is so perfect because time is in a spiral. We think it's linear. I think oh, it's tomorrow, then the next day, and then I'm growing older and I'm moving forward, but actually I'm moving upwards or downwards. Depends. It depends what you, what what part of, the, of your life journey you're on. But it's a spiral. And if you're interested in this, uh, Rabbi Wawa Jacobson talks a lot about this. How we will keep coming back to the same thing over and over and over until we heal it. And so just the example with that mother and her nine-year-old, it's not for nothing that the mother at this point in her life and her child in this point in her life are coming to this meeting point, are coming to this meeting point. And it will keep happening, and it might show up in eating disorder, it might show up in control issues in other ways or insecurities and unworthiness in other ways. It will play out in other ways until we answer the call. I want to share with you very quickly a a quote that I've been quoting all the time from from, uh, one of my therapists. She says, trauma will circulate round and round in a family until somebody is brave enough to look at it. And that like resonated a lot with me because when you look within in in families, you know, you kind of go and say, well, this is how my family rocks and roll, right? We all behave in one way, or we all, um, you know, uh, react to certain things like this. Kind of, there is inheritance from an emotional point of view, and you know, the, I, I think you're right that now we're in a generation where, and I think this is. This is why we're the generation of Mashiach. We want to get philosophical. We've actually come to heal all of these things. Like it's, we're, we're super duper amazing great when it comes to physiology and, and, you know, and surgery and, and getting things right. But the world is crying out with a, with, with a much deeper pain now because we're not just body. We're also soul. We're emotion. We're spirituality. Whatever it is that, you know, anybody wants to call it out there. So, so the question that I want to go back to then is you're talking about intuition. 
do you believe that we can develop intuition? Because most of us are so like physically geared that, you know, intuition belongs to, I don't know what, to, to, to the very few in society. It's so funny. I always laugh at people that look at me and say, oh my gosh, you're this healer and how do you access this? And I say, you can also. I've just developed it. I've found a chalet. I've found a part in this world that I connect with and I've developed it. But it is within each of us. How can I say that with such conviction? Because you are, you are created with an ashama in you. What is an ashama? We say this all the time, but we don't actually really reflect on what it means. It's this, it's this piece of infinity that is placed in each of us. It is a piece of Hashem, a piece of infinity. What does that mean? I have access right now within me, all the answers I ever need for my entire life. Hashem never gives us challenges or a problem without infusing it with the solution. The solution, <laughs> and this is how I learned this, right? Throughout my entire life, all the challenges I ever had, I went outside to everyone and everything to search for the answer until I smacked myself on the head and realized, oh, it's in me. I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to find another healing method, doctor, therapist, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't actually need that. If I, if I learn to train it, and develop it strong enough within myself, the answers are in me. The direction is, it's my internal navigation system. That's what it is. The neshama is placed in your body to guide you to your life. Sorry? How do you Give us some some pointers on how do you develop intuition? It's a good question. (laughs) I've spent many, many, many years. Um, I've spent many years trying to do this, so it's hard to put it into one answer. Give yourself time. What I mean, I don't say just let time pass and wait. Time is time is healing. I'm not sure I, I agree with that. Healing comes from hard work. I just want to go, before I answer this question, I want to go back to that point that you said about, you know, our families operate a certain way and and how it, it usually falls on one person to do the healing. If you are the person who's recognizing what the problem is, I get so frustrated that nobody's communicating. No one communicates. Everything's last minute. I get so irritated, so angry, right? You are actually finding the solution because you are the one who's recognized the problem. Everybody else seems to be just functioning and carrying on <laughs> the way the way it is, even though it doesn't serve anybody or it's not working so well. If you're the one who recognizes it, then you are the one who has to do the healing. Oh. Not I'm going into my family saying, you know, you should do this. And if you fix that, and if you just communicate and if you just, da, 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 no, it comes from me. I have to go do my healing. <laughs> and I know it doesn't make sense, but once you actually do your healing and you uncover those things that are blocking, then you start seeing the solutions. We're speaking to Ariella Crook and we're speaking about anxiety, emotion, trauma, all those lovely things, if you'd like to ask a question, 34519 is our SMS line. 061-895-1019 is our telegram number. This is the Healthy You Wealthy Show, and this is 101.9. Hi, FM. This is the Healthy You Wealthy You Show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Sorry, we're going back to the question. Have you got any pointers on how we can start listening to self, developing that intuition. I know it's going to take years to get to where you are, but what are, what are some pointers? What, what, what is it that, that, that happens to us where we should stop and go, hang on, my body's trying to tell me something. My, my emotions are trying to tell me something. So, yes. Yeah, so, by the way, it took me years. doesn't mean it'll take years for everybody else. 
But that is exactly the point. Your neshama, which your intuition, whatever you want to call it, your internal navigation system, whatever that is for you, it is talking to you all the time. We're just not listening to it. So in those emotions, in those, especially the negative emotions, especially in those moments when you're being triggered, especially in the moment of when you're experiencing that shoulder pain, that knee niggle, that the recurring flu that never seems to go away. It's in those challenges, in those so-called problems, in the imbalances that your body is trying to tell you something. Symptoms are, by definition, communications from the body. Ah, so then I need to bring myself into it and go, okay, symptom, I'm looking at you. Anxiety, fear, shoulder ache, whatever it is. <laughs> All right, I know this sounds a bit kooky, but this is what you got to do, I guess, if you want to get to the kookiness, is... Um, what's called le daber le evarium, talk to your limbs. Talk back to it. Your body and your soul are in constant communication. It's just when I'm not listening to my soul, my body's going to start speaking louder and louder and louder and louder because I'm not hearing the soul. And so to face those challenges, to face those problems and actually talk back to it and say, I hear you, anxiety, I, I see you there. I'm feeling you. You're screaming at me. What are you saying? What are you trying to say? And this might actually take a bit of practice. It might take quieting down the body. Remember, you cannot heal. You cannot get answers. You cannot tap into any sort of insight or resources if your body is in stress. So I guess the first point is to relax the body. Whatever that is for you, for some people, it's going for massage. For some people, actually for most people, it's using the breath. Just stop and breathe and focus on your breath and calm down the body. You don't have to go into meditation, although it is brilliant. It is brilliant. But to calm down your body. And then you say, okay, everybody's calm now. Knee ache, shoulder pain, lung cancer, anxiety. I see you. What are you trying to tell me? I promise you, if you do this often enough, the thoughts will come to you. Because it's yeah. talking all the time anyway. You're just not listening. But then, then, then there's a second step that if you, if, if you, you have an inability or you are overwhelmed to come and speak to somebody like you. So just, can you just talk uh, through the process? We've got like a couple of minutes of like, what happens if somebody comes to a person like you? What are you going to do? And you know, what, what type of therapy do you offer? Mm. Okay. Amazing. So, so yes, that, that's actually a good question because I found this tool that helps with this, right? There are there are so many levels to us. We are so, you know, people say we're complicated. We're not. We're just very complex. There's a lot going on in a moment all the time. I'm feeling anxiety. It's also, there's also my physiological response to the emotion and the, the mind with the meaning attribute to it and all the thoughts that go. There's so much happening all at once. And so I found this tool called the Emotion Code, also the Body Code, which we combine. Um, where we create space, where we go in and we ask the part of your mind that is storing all this information. It's called the subconscious mind. We go in and we ask the little bear lever and we go in and we ask the body, what imbalances are underlying this? What is going on in my body that I'm responding, showing up to my world, being triggered this way, experiencing these problems? And the answers actually come. So I follow a system where we go in and we pick up what is the actual imbalance. Here's where labeling is important. I do need to honor each emotion I'm experiencing. I do need to honor each imbalance that is going on in my body. And and we pick up, oh, yes, this is fear. This is unsupported. This is resentment. And we decode it for whatever 
Your subconscious mind decides that your conscious awareness needs to know in order to heal something. It might just be how old you were when an emotion got stuck in your body, when you were going through something and it had such an impact on you, even though it's moved from conscious awareness. We can't even remember it. The body holds, you know, the book, the body, the body keeps the score. The body holds on to everything. And until we heal it, it, it starts think, to shut us. Understand that this kind of healing take, can take a lifetime. Like we are here to heal. So, you know, we, we feel the anxiety. We want to take something to get rid of the anxiety, but really we're not allowing ourselves to, to deal with the actual root problem. Right. So like, you know, when I, when I work with you, for instance, and I, and I understand the deeper, the deeper meaning or level of where that emotion or feeling is actually coming from. I I wouldn't know myself where how to label it or to understand where it's actually coming from. When you're working with someone that can teach you or tell you where it's coming from, it really does give you like it opens your mind completely. Yeah, and so you know a lot of people do ask me, oh my gosh, there's so much I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. For me, no, absolutely not. I don't want you to keep coming back to me forever and ever and ever. That's not the point. The point is we come, we go in, we release. We release the blockages that your subconscious mind is prioritizing as these are the big ones. Let's remove these big ones so that you can gain access to the energy flow so you can rebalance the body. And then you, that's what comes up for you, right? right? You, you get, hopefully you get insight, you get some deeper understanding into what's really going on. How are things really yet into play? What's really showing up for my son, for my kid, for my husband, for me in these moments? Ah, now I can go do the work. Now I can go do the personal growth and the self-development. So it's clearing the blockages out the way so that I can see, so that I can feel, so that I can access, so that I can show up and respond appropriately to my life, that I then know how to move forward and what to do in a given situation. So some people that can, that kind of absorb energies or are more sensitive to energies and their surroundings than others are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We call those the empaths. <laughs> and empaths will always dream of not being an empath because it is a lot easier to live life in ignorance and to not pick up everybody's everything and so forth. Yes, for people who are, and we do, there are different types of trapped emotions, emotional energies that get stuck in the body. There are some that we generate ourselves from our own experiences. There's some that I inherited, like we discussed earlier. And there's also trapped emotions that are called absorbed emotions. Somebody else can be experiencing something and because my, my walls are completely down and I don't have any boundaries and I'm just trying to save the world and please everybody, those are usually the kind of people who are taking on everybody's stuff, which we've then bugs them down. We've got a question just coming from a listener. Can excessive financial stress filter down from parents to children in a family? I'm going to give a simple answer and say yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and why is that? Because it's not just financial stress. That's the symptom, right? Everything I'm experiencing is a problem I'm experiencing is a symptom, a symptom of imbalance. An imbalance of what? Ah, let's go and look at what is imbalance. Why is it showing up for me in this area? Are of you started with a great, 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 great grandparent that felt a certain emotion in a certain situation and then that just carried on for generations? Well, it could be, it could be an emotional trauma and, you know, our, our Jewish history is filled with trauma. <laughs> it could be an emotional, um, emotional trauma 
that's then passed down. Remember, it's an energy. Emotions are energy, and they show up for us differently. So for one person where it's showing up in financial, intense financial stress doesn't mean that all those generations back that they experienced financial stress, right? It's like the example of anger. I can be in absolute fury, and what I do, I punch you in the face, and the person next to me storms out the room, and the person next to them completely shuts down. We yeah. respond to our emotions very differently, but it's the same energy, and it's the same thing with any sort of imbalance. For some person, for some, for someone, it might show up in financial stress, and in the next generation, they have hip issues. Yes, that's so interesting, Ariel, because the the same podcast that Adel sent us, the woman um, said that she had to deal with a lady that was dealing with infertility. And she said it had to, she said it took her, she didn't even deal with the infertility issues for a whole year. She actually dealt with the fact that she had financial stresses. Mm. And with financial stresses that was calling, causing the infertility. And then until she could actually deal with those issues yeah. was then, you know, what yeah. she could deal with. This is 101.1. 101.9. Sorry, oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll be back shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Some, some of our listeners think you're a brilliant guest and so do we um, because I think that we've got a lot to talk about and we could go on forever and ever. Sadly, our time is up. Ariel, if people would like to get hold of you, how, could they, how can they? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I can give you the easiest way is WhatsApp. <laughs> Okay. So I could leave my number or my email, whatever, whatever is easier. So yeah, I'm I'm simple as a pimple. Okay. So do you, are you are you happy to you know give it over 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 the radio? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. Just absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If you want to contact me, like I say, WhatsApp WhatsApp message is the best. Oh seven one three two six two six six one. Thank you. Like, I, you know, I think that this conversation, as we I could said, speak for hours, for we hours could speak and for hours. Days. And I think, <laughs> I think just even, even normalizing it and speaking about it and saying, guys, like start listening, you know, makes it's things better than what we think. Exactly. Exactly. And if that's the thought that we leave you with, then we've done our job for the day. Ariel, thank you for your invaluable time, your, your wisdom, your, your insight. It's been phenomenal and, uh, have a great day ahead. And to all our listeners. Yes, listen, listen up, listen up. Your body is. I found out why you're so anxious. This is the Coffee Body Show, and this is 101.9 High FM.